This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-timing road school mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for all your full-time RVing questions and so much more. Tonight and every Sunday night, I'm blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom to four road schoolers and the creator of RoadTripTeacher.com, your resource for destination-based curriculum and all the educational resources that you need for traveling, homeschooling families. You can also keep up with our Road School 101 crew if you follow us over at DieEverRoadMom.com. Our Road School Moms team is coming to you live tonight from separate Florida locations, uh, but we are so happy that you're here or here from wherever in the world you are. If this is your first visit with us here on Road School Moms, welcome. Aside from this live broadcast every Sunday night, you can keep up with us every day of the week over on our Facebook group. Um, that address is Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Road School Moms. If you are listening to us live tonight, be sure to go to roadschoolmoms.com. It's a great way to connect with us. You sign in at the chat tango window there, and you can interact with us during the show. Um, we love to pass along your comments or any questions you might have during our interview. It's just a great way to um, keep up with us during this fun hour of fellowship with other road school moms from across the miles. A special thanks to those of you who have already uploaded your road school pics over on Facebook to give us a peek into your week. Kimberly, tell us who's been uh, where where this week from that group. Um, well, you know, it's a slow week. I think all the road school moms are out and about doing stuff as as you and I have just wound down our road our official road school years. I think that everybody's out and about doing stuff and I just see that the Ferrar family went to sailing school, which sounds fabulous. So I'm gonna need more information about that. that. That's down in your neck of the woods in Clearwater. And um, I think that's it. And then I uploaded my peak of the week, which was um, making a puzzle. Um, and we went to the Showcase of Citrus with the James Gang and did a monster truck ride through the citrus fields. It was lots of fun. Otherwise, it was a pretty slow week. How about you, Mary Beth? Yeah, you know, we uh, wound up our, uh, three of my four kiddos wound up our week um, this week for their official homeschool year. Um, so we are kind of starting some of our summer projects that you and I talked about on that summer road school show here back a few weeks ago. We are kind of on that. And uh, so we're just kind of um, taking it easy, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's good to take it easy now because the calendar is filling up, is it not? Oh my goodness! I am so excited about the next several months. I mean, I I hate to wish away. Um, you know, we talked about this a lot. <clears throat> we don't want to wish away our life or anything, but I'm just so excited for all the things that we have upcoming. Absolutely, we have FTF events. We have um, uh, the RV show, the world's greatest RV show in Hershey, uh, and you and I specifically just this week are going to be at FPEA. 
uh, broadcasting live from the convention floor. I'm really excited. If you're in the Orlando area, then do think about coming to Gaylord Palms for that SPEA event. Uh, we're going to be together doing it, which is always really a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if you're not a full-time families or road trip teacher subscriber yet, then please go ahead and get on that ball so you can see all the cool things we're doing. So be sure to be subscribed to one or both of our websites so that you don't miss the next issue of the Ultimate Road School Guide. That, Mary Beth, that's hot off the press. Tell me about that. It is hot off the press. You know, we've uh, we've done a we've done a guide for our road school conventions before, but Kimberly and I have had lots of requests for this um, magazine at other times of the year. So we decided to fulfill that request, and we will have three of those ultimate road school guides um, come out this year. Our very first issue for this year of 2016 will be our summer issue, and that will come to you in your inbox if you're a subscriber, just like KT said. Um, if you're a full-time families or road trip teacher subscriber, that will come to you in your inbox. If you're going to be at the SPA will have those hot off the press there um, and if you don't if you don't have one by the end of the week then shoot us an email uh, to one of us and we would be glad to send one of those to you um, over at road trip teacher we just released our updated version of the memorial day study guide i want to uh, wanted to mention that because if you have uh, downloaded that guide before then be sure to go back and um, download that update it's absolutely free for you and it includes those popular copywork pages for handwriting practice um, another new guide that's coming out from Road Trip Teacher just around the corner is all about Donut Day, which I know sounds kind of crazy, but um, it's one that my Road School crew really enjoyed, so I'm, I'm excited to share with that with you on the first week of June. Um, remember, Road School moms get a special discount on these guides when they are new to our learning shop over at Road Trip Teacher, so again, watch that Facebook group for those uh, coupon codes. Now, you know that my Road Schoolers are really excited because three out of the four of them have wrapped up their official school year, which includes a big portion they've accomplished over at Time for Learning. Between Kimberly and I, we have uh, eight road schoolers from kindergarten through high school, woo, that makes me scared, um, who will be using Time for Learning um, over this next year. If you've never heard about this awesome online resource, uh, resource, here's a little bit more information about the Road School Mom's official sponsor, Time for Learning. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. Yes, I'm, and I'm Mary Beth, I'm excited because Time for Learning is going to be coming by during our convention broadcast to do a shout-out and uh, do a special giveaway for Road School Moms. So that's, uh, look for that in the next Road School Moms um, broadcast. I'm really excited about it. I know, it. you know, we keep, we keep hitting on this. We keep hitting on this of uh, our Facebook group, but it really is a great place to keep up with us because um, I know that over this next week we're going to have all kinds of news about the FPEA. Kimberly and I have been talking about this for a couple of months. We're so excited to be able to meet up there. Um, we're going to be there live on location together, and um, we're going to be bringing you lots of resources and information. And if you have questions or you look at the exhibitor list and you want us to go talk to somebody for you because you can't be there, then it will be a great place to do that. I know for me I'm really excited about um, meeting up with a couple of 
um, resources, I guess, that uh, my own kiddos have used. I know that uh, when you rise up with the Scrafty server, all those Minecraft classes that my kiddos have used the last couple of years, we're going to be excited to see the sixth family. And I know that we're also um, going to be looking at Knotgrass history, that curriculum. We're going to um, answer some questions from them live. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, it is going to be a great show. And then immediately following the FPA, I am hitting the road to show the country and all of our followers what RVing really looks like. Mary Beth, have you ever, has anyone ever asked you, hey, you live in an RV, could you use the, like, do you, would you like to come over to my house for a warm meal or a shower? Have you ever heard those words, Mary Beth? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't wait to see how you – I can't wait to see how this all turns out. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, so our family is embarking on a 1,000-mile journey from Florida to Elkhart, Indiana, showing the world what RVing really looks like. And so we will be posting daily video blogs daily Instagrams and meeting with dealers across the country and um, visiting Jellystones all the way up as we do so and showing everyone that this is really what RVing looks like. I'm really excited. And if our listeners uh, have pictures that are quintessential to them of what RVing means to them, then I would love it if they would post them on in Instagram with the hashtag, this is RVing. It's time to show the world exactly what it is that we're doing out here. I know I'm so excited, and you know, um, we love Jellystone Parks, our family does, and uh, back where we're from in Indiana, there's a great Jellystone Park located right there in Bloomington that we love to stop at, so I'm going to be really excited to follow your travels and see which parks you stay at, because um, that's a corridor that we travel a lot um, from the Midwest to Florida, so we'll be watching your journey. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um uh, let's see, what else is going on? Well, you know, we're running two rallies this year uh, in, in the upcoming months. One is Montrose, Colorado. If you don't have your spot for that yet, you definitely want to get signed on and registered for the Superhero Rally, which I hear they're going to be tie-dyeing superhero capes and having all sorts of superhero-related activities. I'm just so excited to see the pictures that come out of that one. And then in September... We're going to have the Colonial Times Rally, and that's up in Bainbridge, New York. So um, hit one, hit both, whichever one. You know, if you're going to come to a rally, I want you to know what you're going to find there. The first and foremost thing is you're going to leave with a bunch of friends. It's going to be, you know, if you're on the road right now and you're having trouble making connections or your children are ha having trouble making connections, Rally is definitely the best place to go do that. There is someone for everyone at the rallies. And like Mary Beth and I like to say, the rallies are like speed dating for full families. You go, you make <laughs> lots of connections with people, and then you leave with your really great friends, and you can continue traveling on from there. So if you're considering uh, going to a rally, go ahead and go to our upcoming events section at full-time families and you'll find the dates and the times and how to actually reserve your spot all right there if you have any questions you can always reach out to me at kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com and i'd be happy to tell you all about uh what you can expect from a rally yeah you know that's uh was definitely um, a positive uh, a positive turn, I guess, of events. Um, when we started full-time RVing, I had no idea that um, FTF existed, full-time families as a group, and um, 
you know, the rallies that you provide and, and some of the other ones that we went to just um, have really made all the difference in the world. And when I look at where I'm at today and who I connect with and who keeps me encouraged and who I turn to when I, you know, need a friend or I need someone to talk to, it's, you know, it's always, you know, that group of friends that we've collected from these rallies. And, you know, you, you stay connected with those from the beginning. And even the ones that aren't on the road anymore, you still connect with them. And the ones that are, you know, it's great to be able to meet up with them, them and um, and keep connected. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I personally get a lot of satisfaction out of each rally, you know, um, watching these connections continue to flourish on Facebook as people go in all different directions in the country. Like, um, you know, someone will post a picture and then a whole bunch of people that I know that they met at a particular rally will like the picture or comment on the picture. And I could just see that. Or they'll be in the picture. I think right now we've got a big contingency of FTF people in Williamsburg going on big group field trips together. Mm -hmm. And I know we've got a lot more people out west hanging out together. In fact, they went out west together right from the Tampa rally. So uh, I just love it. I really love watching those connections just bloom into real, true friendship. I do, too. It's always fun to watch the accomplishments and thing you was talking about the Ferrars being at the sailing or whatever, you know, that um, they welcomed a new baby girl into their family a couple of weeks ago. It was so fun. Everybody was in anticipation because we all knew she was due. And it's just a it really is a great fellowship that um, specifically I think our road school moms have developed this group. I love it. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but I got to hold that baby this week. Oh, that's not even right. That's not even fun. Although, if maybe if she's still there, maybe I'll get that chance. That's not even. That's yeah, not even fair. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come. Yes, you've got to come. You know, we're having a pizza party, so uh, get here because that baby's going to be at the pizza party. And oh my gosh, was she so delicious and cute? She's so little. Wonderful. Well, Ugh. we've got little ones. We've got big ones. We've got all the ones in the middle, just like you mentioned earlier. But some of us have middle schoolers that we are. Um, trying to road school, attempting to road school. And I tell you, middle school is difficult. It is complicated. The subjects get harder. Um, there's more demand on the children's attention. It's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart to road school middle school. But tonight's show is dedicated to that. And we are blessed to be joined by our friend and the owner of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, Felice Gerwitz. Felice, thanks for joining us on Road School Moms tonight. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Felice, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um, the children that you have homeschooled. Okay. Do you have more than an hour of time to go through? No. <laughs> my whole my whole life. It's your oh, network. No. So yeah, we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, don't don't tease me because uh, one of my friends and I one time we spoke so long that we didn't know that that you could actually run out of time on these. Uh, these seminar series. So, but uh, hi everybody. I'm excited to be here. Um, as she said, my name is Felice Gerwitz and I started with a publishing company. I, well, I wrote a book and um, I was asked to speak and then one thing turned into another. And so Media Angels came to be and Media Angels, it was funny when I first thought of the name, I thought it would be more than books, but I had no idea what that meant. And Years later, I was doing webinars and then this podcast network, and um, in the midst of um, busy, busy family life, I have uh, five children, um, two, well, let's see, 
three, four, almost four of them are adults. I used to say very easily two are adults and three are younger, but they're growing before my eyes. So I have um, an older son, a married daughter, and uh, my number three child is going to be 21, and number four is 18 and graduating this year, and then Michael is 15. So I still have one left, and um, it is always fun, and it's always an adventure, and I'm excited uh, to talk to you about middle school and, um, you know, um, both Mary Beth and Kimberly know that uh, my dream would be to sell everything and go on the road like you guys. So I have to just live vicariously <laughs> through you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we, well, you know that you're always invited to come uh, tag along with one of us. We'd love I to know, have you. I know, right? Now, yeah. I always love that you say, you've said this before to us, I think you said it in the first meeting that Kimberly and I had with you back a couple of years ago, you said that you've been homeschooling since homeschooling wasn't cool, and I always I always laugh at that because it's so funny, um, but I, if yeah, I remember right, you've true. been a homesch- homeschooling mama since, is it 1986, am I telling that right? That's um, right, that's so right. I, yep. So I love that you have all this homeschool mom experience through so many different seasons of both your own homeschooling life as well, you know, as a homeschool community as a whole. What, um, Felice, do you say to a homeschool mom who thinks that she doesn't have what it takes to be successful at teaching her kiddos at home? Well, first of all, um, I was a teacher, and I did teach middle school, so I think that was really appropriate that you guys wanted me on your show for this. I don't even know if you girls know that. Uh, that 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 was the grade I, I taught. Um, but, you know, I loved the kids in my class, but I know I didn't love them like their mom did. And if nothing else, no one is going to care about your kids as much as you do. And I just think that homeschooling um, gives parents so much of an opportunity um, to really mentor uh, your children. And so, you know, for me, um, you know, I started out, with one reason, and I, you know, turned a corner and started going in a different direction. And I really think that um, what made the big change for me was being, a, um, I call it, you know, homeschooling as a lifestyle. It's not so much what we do, but who we are. And if you look at it like that, road schooling fits into the homeschool lifestyle so perfectly because kids learn best by experiential learning. You know, it doesn't really matter what their learning style is. Um, You know, you can read it in a book, but how much better to see it in person and experience it. And, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, so amazing what you guys do. So, you know, my advice to a homeschool mom who doesn't think, you know, she has the credentials or, um, you know, maybe you didn't do well in school, you know, it gives you, this is what I always said, you know, maybe with one of my kids, I'll actually learn geography. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like directionally impaired. Um, and then I found that, you know, we just can't, so I could never road school, right? <laughs> but no, my way. Well, we, have G, we have GPS, right? Oh, I don't know what I would do without my GPS. Although the other day it didn't talk to me, so I wasn't very happy. I was out in the middle of nowhere and, um, I had I had the map, but not the not the voice. But um, you know, it, it it really is true though that you um, are the ones who care for your kids the most. And there's so many resources out there now that they're you know that that excuse almost doesn't hold water. You know that's so true. But when you're in the trenches, Felice, sometimes you feel like you're not making any progress. There's so many times mm-hmm. where I question myself. What advice do you have to moms? 
who think that they're screwing it all up. They, they've taken the leap of faith. They've decided they're homeschooling their kid. They've been in the trenches for one, two, three years, and they're, they turn around one day and they go, I am just messing this whole thing up. What advice would you give them? Yeah, and, you know, it's so funny because that's the other thing I, I'm doing right now is working on some talks I'm going to be giving um, in Orlando at the FBTA conference, and two of them, one is, um, you know, really um, – close to home and it's doing the impossible one day at a time because I think we all do that. And the other is encouraging the uniqueness within your family. I think, you know, if I had to combine both those talks and just give you a one or two liner, it is, first of all, you know, what are your expectations for your child? And when we feel like we're a failure, a lot of times it's because we haven't really analyzed our homeschooling or looked at it. And you know, to see it for what it is. Um, and and by, by that I mean we want to gauge everything according to academics because that's how our world is, that it's, you know, A, B, C, D. And truthfully, I did not give grades um, all through homeschooling. Um, I did a little bit um, in high school. It was mostly pass-fail. Um, when they got to high school, I did some contracting, you know, if you want an A, you have to do this amount of work, a B and a C, and I actually had them. It depended on the kid. Every kid is different. And I could just tell one child, you know, this is what I expect, and I would get, you know, twice as much. I did have one of those. And I would tell the other one, this is what I expect, and they would try to talk me out of it and tell me things like, you know, no, you really don't want me to write that paper, Mom, because you don't have time, and you're going to have to read it, and it just, you know, it's going to take so long for you to do this. You know, like they cared about my welfare. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we we have to look at look at homeschooling and say, you know, what what are our expectations and what you know? Do you have you know a list of what you expect that child to do? Do they see that list? Do they know if they're little? Are they charting? When I wanted my kids to read books, um, we had a chart on the wall, and my my kids, everything is a competition. The last three especially. You know, whether they're playing basketball, it's a competition. If they're fishing in the pond, it's a competition. So the minute I put that little chart up, you know, they were trying to outread each other. So whatever that one thing is, I think what happens um, is we get overwhelmed because we want to see improvement in every area. And you might, you know, it, you might have that kind of kid, but for most of us, you may see you know, a tiny step of improvement in one area and three steps back in another. And that's where you need to stop and analyze um, what you're doing. And I have a really good podcast on that. It's um, I think you can go to the front page and just look for it. This is what I do. I'll tell you what I do on my own website when I'm looking for a podcast. <laughs> I go to the front page of the home and there's a search feature. And I'm going to try to get that on every page because I'm always annoyed when I have to go back to the front page. And just search for, um, I believe there's a beginning of the year checkup, and then I think I did either a middle or end of the year. I don't remember which one I did. Um, but that really will help you. The beginning of the year will give you a plan on knowing what your expectations should be. And then you can analyze your homeschooling because every year I always thought I did horribly. And then we have an evaluation and, you know, the evaluator is going, do you see how much you did or what, you know, how, many, how much your kids improved? And I didn't see it. And I think sometimes we don't see it because we're so close to that situation. I hope that answered your question. 
Absolutely. I love that and I'm I'm looking on the um on the website right now for that checkup so I can post it in our chat. So Mary Beth, why don't okay. you uh continue while I find that? No, oh, is Mary Beth gone? Well, oh, I'm not in the I don't Oh yeah, you know what happened? I was talking. I was talking. I was talking so nicely to my children during our broadcast. I had to mute myself out. Anyway, um, I was thinking that so many families, um, when they, you know, in our RVing community, especially, they're new to RVing, and a lot of those families are also new to homeschooling, and they take on this whole big, Mm. you know, ball at the same time. Um, So many of those families are just coming out of a public school situation. And they, um, you know, they're trying to figure out their way and they think that their homeschool structure should have the same parameters that maybe um, regular school or public school had. Do you agree with that? Again, I think it really depends on your child and how they like to learn. I, you know, I never recommend a parent do anything outside of their comfort zone. So for maybe the first year, if you feel more comfortable getting some of those textbooks and workbooks, you know, that might be a good way to start for you just so that you feel comfortable. Um, Personally, as a family, we um, have done some textbook, but I can actually count the number of textbooks I have on my hands. Um, it's mostly what we call real and living books. And again, there's, there's a lot. I think I interviewed somebody on the topic of living books and Mary, um, uh, Mary, um, Mary Jo Tate. Uh, she has a show and she just is an amazing book collector. Um, and so she, uh, talked about starting a, you know, a, a home library and, you know, cause you're on the road, you're not going to be able to really carry that many books with you, but just, you know, an idea of, of how we teach, and that's really with with you know what we call living books because those are books that pertain more to the topic. So you know, for me, um, that isn't a um, you know the way I go. Um, I'll I'll do a couple of textbooks here and there for high school, uh, depending again on um, what were what my goals are with my kids. Um, but for the most part, um, ours have been a lot of, um, you know, what I would call student-directed, especially when they get older and in the middle years. And I, I am this big proponent of letting your kids think. Um, and I can just, I can give you so many different examples of that. But um, we, we, me, um, I have overwhelmed my kids with homeschooling. Uh, probably not surprising. And, um I had to realize one summer, like maybe maybe three summers ago, and I had a big project, and I was actually was getting ready to launch this network, and so I had a lot of things that I was researching and putting in place, and so um, my office is my older daughter, who's now married, her bedroom, so it's upstairs, and it's, you know, way up here that's why it makes a nice office for me because it's really quiet up here but I would walk through where our schoolroom area was and it was summer and my kids were you know we had talked about what they were going to be doing and working on and projects and things and so I walked by my son oh at least one or two weeks and just kind of smiled and all I could see is he was playing with Legos 
Well, it turned out, he, you know, he wasn't just playing with Legos. He had actually created this movie scene and was doing this stop-motion movie, and I have no idea how he taught himself how to do movie and movie editing and audio. And um, anyway, it was this amazing thing that he did, and he taught himself. And so um, recently, the same child has had some time to think, and now he's asking me questions like, you know, um, you know, what does it take to be an architect or an engineer? He's always liked the building kind of thing, but more with, you know, the structure of it. Um, and so having that time to think, you know, you're going to find that your kids are going to learn more just giving them some tools. And um, Mike ended up with an iPad mini because he, I don't give my kids cell phones, you know, when most people give their kids cell phones. Um, and so that was, you know, his, he did not get a cell phone, but he got an iPad because, you know, he was going to be doing some school-related things on it. And, you know, he found the movie app and started teaching himself. So those are the kinds of things that I, those are those, you know, money cannot buy this. There is nobody, um, you know, yes, I could have hired a professional to teach Michael how to do video. Would he have learned as much? I don't think so. I just think giving your kids those opportunities are so much more important with, you know, than than what they could possibly learn out of a book. I'm not an unschooler, you know, as far as, oh, just let them do anything they want, teach themselves. That That's just not me. Um, but I really do believe that, you know, during there needs to be blocks of time where your your child can think, can, you know, learn and can also um, find what their passions are. So, um, you know, I think that's really, really important. Absolutely. Um, and we are looking forward to doing a lot more of that this summer. Uh, now let's focus specifically on the middle school years because there seems that there's tons of elementary homeschool resources out there. But it seems mm -hmm. that towards middle school, those resources kind of dry up and become less available. Should homeschooling the middle years be vastly different from earlier years? And how uh, would you suggest someone makes the transition from elementary school to uh, middle school years? Well, you know, I think what happens is parents um, freak out and they go, oh, no, we, we need to start doing real school because they're going to be in high school and then they're <laughs> going to graduate and then they, they might want to go to college. And, you know, what am I going to do about that? And, you know, we, we, we do. We freak out about it and we just think there's no way, um, you know, we can do it or there just there aren't enough resources. Um, and that's why I think a lot of parents just go straight to textbooks without really exploring some other options. And, and not to say that textbooks don't work, but if you have three or four kids and you're, you know, you're road schooling, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, you, you're not going to have room for food. You're solving this curriculum. You're, you know, you're schlepping around. Um, the podcast I just finished last week was let's talk about the top 10 reasons to homeschool your middle and high school students. And so that is, um, you know, we didn't even plan this girls, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> it, it wasn't even something that, you know, that, that I had planned um, when I, when I spoke with you, um, Mary Beth about this and, uh, and Kimberly, but you know, a lot of the reasons um, and things uh, that are out there that are homeschool directed, um, uh, for the middle years, again, are going to be some of those core subjects. And so, um, you know, you're going to look at 
you know, basically there are, there are you know, four um, different areas or people break them down into three, and that is going to be, you know, some sort of math, some sort of literature or um, writing component, and then uh, some type of science. And then there's everything else that can fit into, I said, four things. But the fourth thing would be um, history. So, um, you know, for the math, definitely there's going to be a book or there's going to be some kind of a, a website type of thing. Um, we used a lot of Saxon when my kids were younger. I know a lot of people uh, that like the Abeka because it does kind of the same thing with it. You know, um, the reason I liked Saxon was it, it re-emphasized um, some of the prior learning. So you didn't just do multiplication and then not see that again until, you know, a test. So that was one of the reasons I liked it, and Rebecca also builds on that. Um, you know, literature and writing, um, there are a lot of programs out there. I really did not use any writing program. I used a little bit here and there. Um, and, you know, I'll give a shout-out to Write Shop. Um, Kim Coucher is a friend of mine, um, and, and she writes a really good program. A lot of people like um, Andrew Poudois, um curriculum and we started um, you know with some of that so I took and bits and pieces from different um, people's you know some of the things that they taught but I also um, the kids read a lot of really good literature and everything has a writing component so whether it was science or history or literature there was a lot of writing that that was involved in that and so I thought that was really good. Um, for science, um, there are um, so many different things you can do. And um, what I would do is just spend a weekend, you know, and especially with, you know, camping, you're, you know, you have that outdoors. And you can just spend, you know, several weekends and almost do all the science you need to do for the year with some hands-on types of activities and experimentation. And I'm telling you, everybody likes to read the experiment and not do it, um, but the kids love experimenting. And um, I really hated science when I first started homeschooling. Um, it was not my favorite subject. Um, so I have really come a long way, and that became one of my favorite subjects. And then history, um, you know, I can talk to you a, a little bit more about that later on, but um, again, it's the biographies and things like that. So I don't really think that there isn't a lot of um, books out there that are available. I just think that parents are looking maybe for a set curriculum um, or, you know, just to be able to pick up a workbook like you can in the younger years. That For that, I agree, there really isn't. A, that's not available. But all the books and the information is out there. And are the kids going to remember a bunch of dates or are they going to remember you having them write, um, you know, or even if they're too little to write, you can have them tell you, you know, you know, why um, there was a World War One, or, you know, what element of the Constitution. I mean, you can do the Constitution all day long and talk about, you know, the daily news and, and um, well, that was a, a, a breach of, you know, the Constitution, and where is that in the Constitution, and let's find it and talk about it. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff out there. I love all of those examples. Now, if um, 
let's say that you've went down a defined road regarding a certain type of curriculum or a certain style of, of learning um, with your kiddo and they're reaching those middle school years or you know even the high school years is there a point when it's really too late to make a change in how they've learned and what the curriculum you've been using I don't think so and I think that is the biggest um, obstacle that homeschool moms have to overcome um, and that is if something is not working we're going to do or die. We're going to finish that book if it's the last thing we ever do. You know, it's like we have dug our, our, our heels in and, and it just, you know, everybody's going to be miserable. And, you know, there's, I'll tell you, there's going to be attitude. You know, um, a school can't always be fun. I remember my older daughter coming home uh, to visit and she kind of took me to task and she said, you know, they're not having as much fun as we did when we were younger and blah, blah, blah. And she was right. You know, um, I had to reanalyze and look at it and say, okay, um, you know, while we're going to have to work on, you know, these three things, um, for the fourth and fifth thing, we can, you know, have a little bit more leeway. And that's where I brought in, you know, some unit study type of things. And we we did um, a lot of, uh, experiential learning. So like if you were learning about the weather, uh, you know, even the older grades can do this. We set up a weather station and they built little weather um, types of um, of the equipment to be able to gauge the weather. And then they did a weather show. Now that that is something that the younger kids are going to like better than the middle school kids. But you never know. I mean, again, it depends on um, my last three are not the, the ones that would pick up the microphone or be in front of the camera like the first two were. You know, I did the weather station and they did their, their broadcast with the first two and the, the, the younger three, they just wanted to do, they liked all of the, the, you know, making the little gauges and, and being able to tell the weather and read a weather map and, um, think and predict what the weather was going to be and learn how to do that. But they didn't like the the performance part of it. So again, you have to see um, what works for your kids, and um, you know, and then adapt it. And if it's not something that is going to work out, then you know, again, I have a podcast. I'm I'm like on podcast 100, and you guys have to forgive me, 130 or 40. I don't even know what number I'm on. So I like I have a podcast for that, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I did one on, um, you know, I want to change my curriculum. So uh, I'll have to send you guys all those links. I'll probably forget. So if I, um, if you want any of those links, just remind me and I'll, I'll send it to you girls and you can put it in your, um, in the post and, and people can go to the website and, and uh, get your show notes or whatever else you have on your, on your podcast post. We all do it differently. So, um, yeah, I I like to link to um, some of the other podcasts when I'm doing mine that are related to my topic. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm sure you have a podcast for this too, and you touched on a little <laughs> bit of this earlier. But there have been um, a lot of negative activity, um, borderline obnoxious activity that seems to surround the government system in our country today. And it seems even more important to this generation of homeschoolers that they know our country's history and political process, especially this being an election year. What better opportunity to jump into um, a, a social studies class? What would you recommend for teaching middle school about the American government and the history behind it? 
Yeah, well, I wish I could tell you we had a podcast because we did, and um, it was on American history and the government. And my brother-in-law and I did that one together, and he's a retired professor, um, and he's actually he he went back to teaching a, a class at the college. Um, he lives in West Virginia, and he's awesome. But when he saw what the what this is back um, last summer. Um, you know, he started looking at the political climate and he said, I do not want to talk about the elections for an entire year. And we really have been inundated with all of that information. Anyway, I may get him in to do like one or two shows, but, um, you know, it, it, that was something he didn't want to talk about, but we do have a lot of, uh, shows in the archives that talk about different topics. And I also have, um, I was able to, to um, invite Woody to teach my own children, which was the reason um, that we put these together. And then we did, we offered them, I started telling people about it, and we ended up making it a class that I now um, sell on the website. And one is American government and the elections. It actually is the last election cycle, um, but it does talk about um, exactly you know, what the Constitution uh, teaches, what the electoral process is, and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, we have an, an amazing American history class, and um, that is um, phenomenal. It's so good that just, you know, to give you an example, both of my kids, uh, the two younger ones especially, um, they all love American history. That's, if you ask them what their favorite subject is, that's it. And it's all because of, you know, Professor Wilson, who's my brother-in-law. So he just, like, he started every show with, you know, um, or every class with, you know, welcome, you know, lovers of American history. And so then he would launch into, you know, it's a beautiful day because we were talking about American history. So he was excited about it, and it's all pictures. So it's all on the computer. Um, it, there is um, a a test that goes along with it that you can uh, choose to give or not. But we had kids, um, homeschool kids, as young as eight and as old as senior in high school that that did the video series when we did it live, and now it's available. But it's a, a comprehensive look at the history, uh, the presidents, and things that happened during their life, lifetime. So um, it's really good. It's it's basically facts. People will say, well, is it from a Christian perspective? And, you know, both of us are Christians, my brother-in-law and I, but he did it more for, you know, a very factual perspective. Um, rather, he he does flip every once in a while and he does give his opinion, but he, um, you know, really focused on teaching a lot of the facts. Interesting. I know that we'll put that um, in our post as well um, for anyone that wants to link on that. Yeah. Now, for me, it feels like there's so much pressure to keep, um, uh, you know, middle schooler reading and the whole literature and, and really writing in a way that prepares them for, um, you know, for high school and even further if they're looking at college. Can you give us your insight on how to um, to keep their reading and writing going in the right direction? I think the biggest is practice and the other is talking. Um, I, I say that a lot of authors are talkers, and um, you know it, it's something that we some some of our kids are quieter. You know, I have the one that you can barely get two words out of him, 
and that's only one out of five. The rest of us are, are all talkers. And um, and some of my kids just write better than others, but my my child that doesn't talk as much, he has a gift of public speaking. Um, and, and that it's like the weirdest thing ever because he doesn't he, it's not he just doesn't get nervous. So he can get up there and be calm and, and whenever they had to do presentations, he did a really good job with that. And a lot of it is practice and and rewriting. So um, this year my kids took a, uh, they did a couple of dual enrolled classes and they took a comp one class. And I was really nervous because I already told you, I didn't really use a curriculum. I used pieces here and there of different things. I taught them style. You know, I, I've written quite a few books, but I always got A's in content and idea and C in grammar. So one of my girlfriends used to edit my work when I was in college. <laughs> so I always laugh and I go, yeah, I had an editor even in college. Um, and so I was nervous because here I am, a homeschool mom, and now my kids are going to get their first taste as high schoolers in a college class. And it turned out that um, they both made A's. But a lot of it had to do with writing and rewriting and rewriting. And I would say, on average, every paper was probably read and, re and edited and read again. So that's the best experience, I think. And, you know, what, there are several things you can do. Like one thing that we did is, is because my kids are older, if you have little ones, it won't work as well. But they exchanged papers. So before I got the paper, they had to peer review. And that's exactly what the professor did in, in class, is they had to have, you know, if it was a four or five page paper, they had to have at least two pages done. And then they exchanged them in class and they got comments from the other kids in their class. And um, I, I can't believe how how well they did and how much they learned. And then there are different style books that you can buy, handbooks. And what you do is you don't start at the beginning and start teaching your kids all the way through to the end. You use it as a resource because that's what they're going – you're not going to go through the book, um, you know, in, in, a, in a high school or in a college. And that was one of the other things my kids noticed is how little some professors taught. It was a lot of talking and discussion, and um, they had to contribute what they had read in their book. So, you know, in middle school, that's a really good time to get them started with that. Get them started with, you know, looking at, um, you know, start with the nonfiction because that's much easier. You know, writing a paper on a topic. I mean, you guys travel so many different places. You know, there should be... Um, you know, a geography component to that as well as, you know, a journal component. I'm sure you guys all probably keep journals, you know, but then also you could come up with some questions that you would ask or even, you know, sometimes we get stuck and we think, gosh, we have to do all this ourselves and I don't even know what I should ask them. Just ask them, you know, just say, okay, if you could give your brother a question and, you know, Tell, you know, if like I do, let's just do Ann and Mike. You know, Ann, you give Mike a question, Mike, you give Ann a question. And they're either going to be really hard on each other or really lenient, depending on the mood of the day. Uh, there might be some arguing about, no, I don't want to do that. So then you can ask them, you know, what do you want to do? If you start ask, 
just write anything you want, everybody looks like the deer in the headlights, right? We don't know what to write. Uh, so I would start there. Um, I published a book by Susan Marlowe that's a, a fiction book, and it's called Reach for the Stars. And that is a great book on writing fiction. It really takes you through the elements of fiction, and that is a workbook. And uh, there's a downloadable on the website that you can just print for your family and print as many copies as you have kids, or you can buy the individual workbooks. And Susan was a homeschool mom, and her kids are grown up now, and she has written um, a ton of great books. Um, it's the Circle C series, and then there's a, a Younger Boy series. Um, gold something, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, she's written several books and it's through Kriegel um, Publishing, so um, you can look those up. That's so funny. When uh, I came out onto the road, Circle C Series was one of the books that was recommended to me because there was a travel aspect to them. So yeah, uh, that's really interesting that it's come full circle. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. I've been around crazy forever (laughs) in the homeschool circle. I know a lot of the publishers at this point. Oh, gosh. So uh, the middle school years, is that time to let your homeschooler put more time in subjects they're good at or want to learn more about? Um, specifically, I know that some of our middle schoolers are feeling very entrepreneurial. A lot of uh, road schoolers actually uh, are learning from their parents who are entrepreneurs. Um, and so at rallies, specifically, we have an entrepreneur workshop where the kids actually th- put out their wares and uh, do all the business cool. transactions. So um, would that be a good time to let your um, kids start building a business? Oh, it is. It, it really is. And, and I have a, another story. Of course I do. Um, so <laughs> uh, one of the things that, that uh, we ran across recently, well, all my kids have had some sort of business. Like Nicholas, um, Christina wrote a book. This is my, she's 30-something now, um, and she has kids of her own. She homeschooled. But she wrote a book called A Kid's Point of View because I was at conferences and I was writing books and why couldn't she write a book? So she went around and got everybody's point of view on homeschooling, you know, her 10 friends and put a little book together. And I laughingly said, I mean, we basically printed them on our, you know, laser printer, um, had a nice uh, thick cover, and she designed the front, and we stapled them. I think she, we, we made 100 copies. She sold out of 100 copies. And so we had to do another batch for the, the people that ordered. And we and I think they just loved the idea that, you know, this, this child had come up with this idea. And plus, she was a salesperson. Um, Nicholas had a, a little business, you know. And so we, we do business classes. And then um, my friend Carol Topp came up with this class, and it's called Fast Track Micro Business. And she does a whole series on micro business for teens. But what I was excited about, um, she approached me some time back and just um, had some, um, a couple of little, um, you know, family things she needed to take care of. And she said, you know, the site's sitting here, would you just take it under your wing and, and just, um, you know, publish it? And she already had everything together. So I am um, promoting uh, this class, and it is all online. And everything is a printable, and it takes you through. I mean, we've had people look at this and compare it to other classes. I had one homeschool mom send me a spreadsheet 
um, of this other class of what they offer and what we didn't. It was like the checklist, and I, I really told I told Carol I'm, I'm going to have to get this on the website because you know how it has a checklist and you know Plan A you get these things and Plan B you don't. Well, they, ours had a checklist for everything that theirs did not, but ours was um, I think it's sixty nine ninety five, and theirs was three hundred and fifty dollars. And when when you're done, you don't even have a business plan. So every single one of my kids have gone through the micro business for teens that Carol has, um, the workbook series that she has, and um, completed that. And then one more step further, um, recently I was at a jewelry party, and I don't wear a lot of jewelry. You know, Florida, it's hot. You know, the minute I come home, the only thing I keep on is my wedding ring, and that's it. You know, no earrings, no necklace. So here I am at this jewelry party. But I went because I heard that, that this was a business that helped women in third world countries and employed them to make this jewelry so, and it, you know, with double the wages that are normal for their area. Well, I put it on Facebook, and this is a friend of mine who's a business lady in town that was doing this little business. And I get all of these messages on Facebook going, Felice, don't you know that the owners are homeschoolers and they're from Florida? I'm like, you are kidding me. So I reach out to the lady who's the owner and said, you know, I'd like to interview you on Vintage Home School Moms. And um, turns out she sends me this whole huge long email. And because of both our schedules, we haven't been able to connect yet. But she, um, as a homeschool mom, has all of her kids do some sort of business as part of their home, high school homeschool. And this was what her daughter came up with, and it's called um, Trades of Hope. And, you know, you can become what's called an, um, a compassionate entrepreneur. So my daughter decided, um, Anne, who has a heart for that anyway, that she wanted to do it. And, like, part of what they do is they have mission trips and, and some of the, you know, um, compassionate entrepreneurs, you know, the people that sell the stuff <laughs> in layman's terms. Um, you know, they can go on the mission trips and, and things like that. So, I mean, can you believe that this is a project that is impacting people all over the world? And you should see all the countries that they um, employ women from, even here in the U.S. Uh, so that's the kind of thing, you know, this child must have had time to think, you know, um, my my soapbox there, and came up with this amazing business. Um, that now I'm excited that Anne is part of. So um, I hope to have that audio out there. And also, um, I have a, a coupon that, um, as uh, hopefully by the time this audio is out, um, I tested it and, it and there was a glitch in it. I am so not a techie. So I've got um, somebody um, looking into that for me. But um, if you have any problems, then it's for 25% um, off of the micro business for teens. And um, Kimberly and Mary Beth, you guys have the code for that, don't you? We sure do. And that'll be, um, if you're listening to us on a replay um, over at iTunes, then you'll just want to check the post because we'll put that coupon link in there. Um, and we're going to share it with our uh, Road School Moms Facebook group um, this evening. And if you're in the chat window, you've already got the coupon code. Good. Wonderful. Guys yeah. are so efficient. Gosh. 
Ah, well, we have had so much fun talking to you tonight about all this um, middle school, road school, and homeschool information. Um, yeah, there's so many resources um, within our within our network and also with um, MediaAngels.com. Um, but we also know that you have recently released your book, A Few Minutes with God. Can you just take a brief second and tell us a little bit about that and how we can get it? Yeah, that is available on my website, and there's a study guide that goes with it. My kids were asking me, and this was a long time ago, maybe four years ago, how do you hear God? And then they would ask me to pray for things, and I would. And they're like, God only answers your prayers. So I tried to explain to them, no, that's not true. You know, the Lord loves children, and, you know, and and it was like the deer in the headlights. So I always, like, when I'm stuck, you know, so for all of you listening, when you get stuck, you just pray. I mean, I always ask God, you know, you gave me these kids, help me out here. So I really felt like the Lord wanted me to write them a book. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, I'll get right on that. Well, I did. I actually took a piece of paper. And, you know, when people say, how did you you write? I said, I just started and I did it. You know, a lot of people out there are listening that, you know, maybe want to write a book and just haven't. And the only way to do it is, is just to get to sit down and do it. So I wrote it and gave it to them, and they gave it back to me with some corrections or, you know, uh, Mary in the story would not say this, and then the the boy's name was not Joseph in the first draft, and they didn't like his name, and they changed it. And You know, it, it's just hysterical. You you teach your homeschoolers to have an opinion and be thinkers, and then when they think, they're like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I never use red pen on your stuff. Uh, no, they and Anne is really cute. She's she's a stinker. So yeah, I got it back. You know, as she put it, bleeding. Um, but you know, so I I made the corrections and changes, and I gave it back to them, and um, they really liked it. And I just shelved it. And it wasn't until recently I really wanted to work on some other projects that the Lord kept saying, you know, that book kept coming to mind. So I sent a a, a first chapter to Susan Marlowe. She read it and she loved it. She is an editor and then I hired her to edit um, the story. And so it basically takes you into the children's lives, a dream that they have and how that dream impacts them and how they're asked, um, you know, to kind of be ambassadors for the Lord. But the problem is uh, that they have to get a yes from their mother and their mother is not a believer. So um, they have that obstacle there. So you have to read the book to find out. But if you do um, get the book, and you can get it on Amazon um, in Kindle uh, version and um, um, and print, and then also you can get it on the website. But if you do, um, you know, get the book and you leave a comment um, or rate it on Amazon, you can just email me and at Felice at MediaAngels.com, and I will send you a free study guide. So there's a study guide, like a, kind of like a journal um, that the kids, and it's really a very short book. Um, you know, it's, um, it's about 100 pages, so it's just to zip through, but um, the kids like it. And uh, the funniest thing is my, my nephew, um, who lives in Georgia, he knew I wrote, you know, and and uh, everything and so my sister-in-law was looking and she goes well I want the book I want to download it on on Kindle so where do I get it and I said well on Amazon and so she pulled it up on her on her computer and I mean he's all of eight and he looked at me and he goes your books are on Amazon 
you're famous, you know. It's like the kid has known for years his aunt writes books. I'm like laughing hysterically. So I'm going to be posting. She just sent me um, a pic. I sent him a book that now is in print. And she goes, yeah, he's still walking around going, I can't believe she's on Amazon. So at least one person in my life thinks that, you know, that I'm famous. (laughs) That's so cute. That's so cute. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us tonight. Um, Go ahead and tell our listeners the best way to keep up with um, your shows on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show and uh, the Media Angels family. Well, first of all, um, I have a brand new group, which of course I forgot to mention, and it's on Facebook, and I just started it like two days ago and really haven't invited anybody. So um, it's called uh, facebook.com forward slash, and it's um, I think it's case sensitive, I'm not sure, but it's Media Angels Family, and Media Angels and Family are all uppercase, and the rest are lowercase, and that's where we're going to be you know, taking questions and, you know, helping with curriculum needs or even podcasts that you want to hear. Um, the other is to, the best way you can help any of us, um, and this show in particular, is if you go to iTunes and you give them a star rating. It really helps us to get get found on iTunes. Um, you know, to subscribe to the show is great, but also to comment. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to our shows and also um, sign up for our e-zine. I only send them out um, one time a week, and there will be one going out um, probably around midnight is when it's scheduled to go out. And so that um, will allow you to know what's coming up and what's going on. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to join us tonight. and. Uh, Give us a good education and a good foundation for those of us who are embarking on the middle school years. We always love having you, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you at FPA this weekend. Yes, yay. I'm looking forward to it, too. All right, guys, take care. Thank you so much. Bye now. Bye. So many of the things she said, I was sitting here nodding up and down my head, like specifically, um, oh, my goodness. Uh, my kids in middle school, it's time to really get serious, right? When she said I know, that, I was right? Like, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? In fact, I, yeah. we went to a different church today because we, we moved to the area and the James family had found a different church. So we joined them and went to a different church. And I registered Tonya for, um, I registered them all, but Tonya specifically stands out in my mind for um, the children's ministry. <laughs> And they asked for her birthday, and I gave it to them. And then they go, oh, so she's in fourth grade? And I was like, no, she's like in kindergarten. What are you talking about, fourth grade? Oh, my I know. goodness. Can you believe it? What? what no, happened? and I'll tell you, I mean, I know this, I don't know, I know this show's all about middle school. And, and just for me to even, you know, last year I had to say that, you know, in a lot of states in the country, sixth grade is considered middle school. Of course, in my home school, in my road school, sixth grade is very <laughs> elementary school. I do not have, you know, more than one middle schooler. But for me this year, I have to admit, oh, my gosh, I have a high middle schooler, but I also have a high schooler. Oh, I mean, just, you know, to just admit it to yourself, much less decide how you're going to embark upon that journey and how it's going to work. And, I mean, it really can be overwhelming. So I really appreciate all of her um, 
um, you know, advice and words of wisdom that she had because I know that uh, Kimberly and I both over the next few months are going to be stressing out loud every Sunday night <laughs> on how we're going to tackle middle school and high school years. Well, it seems that I also, Meredith, I have the high schooler. You know, the lady looked at me with four, like I had four heads when I, like it was like the floor could have swallowed me up when she said, so you know, this is the fourth grade? And I was <laughs> looking at her and she looked at me and I was, we homeschool. We don't actually do grades. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, what? Whew, whew. I gotta. I I'm gonna have to recover. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need all week to recover from that situation. <laughs> but um, oh, that's uh, interesting. But regardless of what grade you're in or what grade you're embarking on. There is a tool out there for you, and I think, I personally think that if you are brand new to homeschooling slash road schooling, then you should really give yourself the option to check out Time for Learning. Specifically, I find that when I when we first started homeschooling, we went straight to Time for Learning because I didn't have the confidence that I needed to do to do anything, to accomplish anything. And knowing that my children were getting what they needed out of time for learning was a great benefit to me and also helped me to give me the time to boost my confidence to really start talking about what it was my goals for them were for an education. So if you have not been on Time for Learning yet, the good news is that they are sponsored this show and they are offering everyone a free trial. Listen to this. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. Very cool. And as I mentioned in the top of the broadcast, we're going to be hanging out with our friends from Time for Learning at FPEA in the Gaylord Palms of Orlando. If you have the opportunity to come out and see us this weekend, definitely stop by the Road School Moms table over there in the city lobby and uh just let us know that you're a listener. We'd love to we'd love to meet you. Yes. I can't wait. Just a few more days and you and I will be together. Uh by mid June I'm gonna mention that you and I will be on the road, both of us, heading north. We don't know I you know more where you're going than I do, but that's nothing new. Um so sometimes we'll be together and sometimes not, but stay tuned to keep up with us from wherever in the world you are. We have got a great schedule coming up in June. I know Kimberly, you've got uh the Mystery of History set for June fifth, am I right? That's correct. Um mail order mystery. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I always say mystery of history, and I mean I'm, what I meant that uh, mail order mysteries. Um, so you'll want to check our calendar over at uh, roadschoolmoms.com. Do you have anything else you need to hit on um, tonight, Kimberly? Mm, no, I think I'm good. Um, just looking forward to seeing you this week, and all the fun we're gonna have, and all the all the stuff that's coming up. So again, if you are an RVer and you're tired of listening to all the stereotypes of families that are RVers, we want you to join us this this year, this June, 
uh, on a 1,000-mile journey called This Is RVing, and it's backed by our friends at RV Trader and Jellystone, and we're looking forward to putting the real face of RVing, especially family RVing, into Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, all your social media. So go ahead and go uh, find some pictures of your favorite RVing moments and tag them with This Is RVing, and we'll be able to share them across all those media networks. That's all I've got. Awesome. Well, much thanks for joining us tonight for this show on the middle school years. We love our Road School Moms time here on the Ultimate Radio, uh, Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Extra thanks to Felice again for joining us. We hope you'll make yourself a priority again next week to give yourself this one hour on Sunday nights to recharge, renew, and reconnect with our Road School Moms community. As Felice mentioned earlier, um, reviews are what really keeps us going over at iTunes. So if you're hitting the replay when you're done, uh, be sure to leave us a review. If you do, I'll be glad to send you a digital product of your choice from the learning shop over at Road Trip Teacher. Don't forget, if you feel you need to give us less than four or five stars, that's absolutely okay. Just be sure to send us an email. Again, Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or info at RoadTripTeacher.com and just let us know how the Road School Moms team can better serve you. Um, I know we've been long-winded tonight, but I want to share one quick little tidbit of something that really, really hit home with me today, and that is that, um, you know, God's mercies are always brand new each and every day. And I know that I've probably been taught that since I was a little bitty girl back in uh, the Assembly of God churches back in Illinois, but for some reason that really resonated with me today, that God's mercies are always brand new each and every day. Um, First Corinthians chapter 717 says let everyone lead the life which the Lord assigned to him and in which God has called him now this must have been a really important message because it says that again in verse 720 and again four verses later in 724 basically it means live as you are called to live your comfort and happiness will not be found in the way the world wants you to live but in the way God has commanded you to live so if you want to talk more about this feel free to email me at that email I mentioned earlier and drop me a note over at Road School Moms Facebook group Book, or Facebook group. I'd love to hear your take on this part of the word. Now, Katie and I wish you the most awe-inspiring, amazing week coming up this week. You know, because we've talked about it a million times on this show tonight, that we're headed to FPEA, so we're going to be really excited to hear from, uh, see each other this week and be back with you again uh, live next Sunday night. This is your official invitation to come back and join us next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night from wherever in the world you are, right here on the Ultimate Radio Network about where we are all about encouraging road school moms from across the miles. Until then, be safe, um, have wonderful travels this week, and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work. And may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.